But I don't think Larry David's funny. So then how do you think I'm funny? How do you think I'm ever funny? I feel like I'm Larry David and I are no, two pieces of You're very much more funny than Larry David. That is a hell of a compliment, and I'll take it. But okay, I don't great. agree. It's fine. <laughs> take it, and let's talk good things. Okay. Hello. We've done this once before, but... Mel's computer fucked up because she's fucked up. As usual. It's fine. Let's just jump into it. We already did our own update for quarantine. <laughs> We don't care about who's listening, do we? Just kidding. It's extremely easy to just not care. Well, thanks for tuning in. We're doing Marriage Story. Sorry. You're welcome. Um, we've got a lot to say about it. Not a lot of great things. I do have a few good things to say, but mostly we're here to talk shit. I mean, that's why you've tuned in. I think, I hope, that's why. I mean, that's what you're getting. <laughs> and if that's not why. So, uh, let's get into the deets, shall we? Sure. Marriage Story. Marriage Story was released August 29th, 2019 in Venice, and then November 6th, 2019 in the U.S., and then November 15th in the U.K. It was directed, written by, and produced by Noah Baumbach. He, you might know him from other works that he's created one being the squid and the whale which is just fine it's actually quite terrible in my opinion um (laughs) francis ha Mm -hmm. um mistress america both of those starring his partner greta gerwig and the meyerwitz stories which was more recently andy um Anyway, so, but right now, he's all the, you know, rage for his work, his project of Marriage Story, which stars Scarlett Johansson, the bane of my existence, (laughs) Adam Driver, Laura Dern, Alan Aida, or sorry, Alan Alda, (laughs) Ray Liotta, Julie Haggerty, and Merritt Weaver, who doesn't love Merritt Weaver, I think she's great, um, Randy Newman did the music, uh, it was produced by Heyday Films. It was released on Netflix, so the box office uh, was only two point three million when the budget was eighteen million. But we really can't determine whether or not. I mean, it obviously yeah, we was don't a success. Know. Yeah, because of its Oscar buzz. This is an interesting foray because it's like we can't really talk about the success monetarily. We don't really know, right? I don't think we will know for, like, films like this. This is the new normal. Like, there's going to be more films like this, so. Definitely. I mean, I think this is how film is now is when it's released to streaming. Yeah, like, Um, then we have to use a different metric of success, which I guess is a nomination and award. Which is awful. (laughs) Just (laughs) awful. So. Yeah. this, This cute little plot, Okay got Charlie Barber played by Adam Driver and he's married to Nicole who is a former teen film act. Okay, that's the first I'm seeing the word teen. Yeah. She doesn't look anything like a teen in these like fakey th- uh flashbacks they do of her movie. Well, I mean also too. Wait a second. Do we ever see her movie? We see that part, right? Where she's, like, going mm-hmm. upstairs. Okay, because yeah. I just watched Benny and June. Aww. And there's 
uh, part, you know, that part with Julianne Moore. She's the waitress that used to be an actress. Yeah. And then they, like, watch her movie. So yeah. I just got mixed up right now in my head. Which, oh, by the way, if you don't want to watch Marriage Story, don't worry about it. Watch Benny and June instead. Also, can I just quick sidebar and say Benny and June, top bill is Johnny Depp. But that, if Mm-mm. anything, that's Aiden Quinn's movie. It totally is. Anyway, <clears throat> let's continue. All right. So, Charlie and Nicole, they start off married. Everything seems fine. Starts off with them having, like, voiceover of, and, like, a montage of normal marriage things. Kitschy and cute. Cutting the hair. Blah, blah, blah. Um, Her talking about how much... No, no, no. He's first talking about how he loves her and, like, Mm -hmm. she's the best. And then it's her voice and she's like, he's the best Mm because she has a low voice. Anyway, um, (laughs) they're... the hate They're, for ScarJo is not going to stop. I can't stand her. If she wants to if she wants to give me a call, I would just gladly tell her all the reasons why I think she should retire from acting and find another vocation. Because I'm done. I'm done seeing her and everything. I'm done hearing about these stupid scandalous things that she said. I'm done about... I'm just done. She's a trouble. She's more trouble than she's worth. Get on. Um, anywho... They live in New York City. He's this uh, successful theater director for a small but thriving theater company, and she is the, like, face of, like, each show that they put on. They're an artsy crew, you know, they're cute, whatever, and then we figure out that they're getting a divorce because... Uh, she's offered a starring role in a television pilot in L.A., so she decides to leave the theater company um, and temporarily live in West Hollywood with her son, Henry. So the whole point of this fucking story is this, like, battle, this how it goes from being quite um, amicable Mm -hmm. to all of a sudden... Uh, Scarlett Johansson's character Nicole decides to take it to a lawyer and and they had agreed they wouldn't involve lawyers and then he's all like thrown off and then we find out that he cheated on her anyway so we don't feel as bad except yeah whatever so anyway um, it just the whole movie is them figuring out how to divorce each other and then they have multiple run-ins multiple uh, interactions with each other that are less than kind. Right. Um, you feel for Adam Driver. I think Noah Baumbach wants you to feel for Scarlett Johansson, but I didn't feel anything. She's so We're gonna unlikable. Get into that. We're going to get into yeah. that. Um, and then he, you can, Adam Driver, Charlie, he, he's got a, he's trying all he can to get his kid to live in New York because that's where he lives and that's where his theater company is. And, like, his objective throughout this whole divorce is to get uh, custody of his kid in New York and get Nicole to move back to New York so that they don't have to split the custody because he knows that with all of the advice from the legal team that they're going to give custody to, you know, the mom. Mm-hmm. And Laura Dern plays uh, Scarlett Johansson's lawyer, and Laura Dern's character is loosely based on the actual divorce lawyer that all three, Noah Baumbach, Scarlett Johansson, and Laura Dern, used. Actually, I don't know if Scarlett Johansson used that, but I know Noah Baumbach and Laura Dern did, but... 
Anyway, I just have so much to say about ScarJo, so I'm trying to speed through this part so that I could really talk to you about Scarlett Johansson. So, <laughs> basically, turns out they, um, he loses the battle of he has to move to LA. He then takes a residency at UCLA, so you can, it, it kind of ends with him Kind of getting it together. Yeah, getting it together and just, like, t- you know, actually making quite a few sacrifices for the for Imagine. his son. I know, right? Except they're not even that. And, I mean, it seems like if I were in that his situation in my life, if I were, like, a successful theater director that's established in New York and all of a sudden for the worst circumstances, which is a breaking up of a family, I am taken to California. At the end of the day, though, it's like... If, if I cheated, you know, I yeah. would just think to myself, yeah, this fucking sucks, but this is kind of what I get. I mean, there's a lot of stuff in there. But there was d- lots like, of that's layers. the thing. They don't, like, they kind of touch on it as, like, this taboo yeah. thing of, like, They barely, he, we, yeah. Yeah. Like, ugh. They barely, they barely even talk about, like, who the other woman was or, like, when she found out, how she found out. Wait, right. no, they... They talk about how she found out, but I just yeah, don't give a they shit. Don't, well, that's the thing. It, it was so non... that you Literally, it's like, blah, 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 all this stuff happens. Oh, and I guess he kind of cheated, too. And then you move on. Like, it's not... None of it is explosive. None of it. Yeah. Also, there's a part where Scarlett Johansson, like, has a new boyfriend. And, I, and it's never truly clear how much time passes. I don't think. I don't like, think so, either. I can't I, really not. tell you how much time passes, but I'm sure it's... At least a year. Yeah, at least. Okay, so that's basically the plot of it. Essentially, it ends with them on Halloween. So it must be a year because it starts with Halloween and then it and ends, it ends with, Halloween. with Halloween. So at the end, it's Halloween and he's picking up his kid at a reasonable time because the first time he did Halloween, he had to pick up his kid when he was already done. That was the only continuity of the fucking film, by I the know, way. Basically. And then he takes. The kid, and there's, like, this cute moment where Scarlett Johansson, like, bends down to tie Adam Driver's shoe. Like, oh, we're good. We're because totally she's good. like, I still care about you. I'm a giver. Mm-mm, and he's mm-mm. like, oh, I guess she cares about me, and she's a giver. And then they get in the car and drive away. Some Blue Valentine shit. Oh, I love Blue Valentine. That's anyway. It yeah. Okay. Look. Okay. Listen. You you begin. Whoa. <gasps> And, I, you know, or do you want me to begin? I would really like to talk about... First, I'd yeah. like to get the easy stuff out of the way. Yeah, do and it. And say that Adam Driver is... A, he is, like, so good. Yeah. And I don't think that his character is particularly likable. But I think that he is such... He, he really lives his characters to the degree that you can like an unlikable guy because he has this charm as well as these this intelligence and intellect as well as this emotional depth and that's why everyone wants to fuck adam driver is because he seems so well-rounded even when he's at his most dysfunctional in his characters he as an actor plugs into every single Right point, and you as the consumer think to yourself, oh, "I so want to have his babies." Well, sure. I think that he really did a good job of playing along with Scarlett Johansson because not much to work with. She's such a weak link. I couldn't believe she received any sort of accolade for her work because it, it truly, to me, it, so I would just like to say. 
I did a little tiny bit of research while watching the movie I went on to IMDb. And I learned that we know that Scarlett Johansson has been divorced twice. And we only know that because nobody knows who her freaking second husband was. We just know that her first husband was Ryan Reynolds. And it was right. like moments that they were married. So right. whatever. That's fine. Whatever. We make mistakes. Then she gets married again. Again, no judgment. Get married a million times. Get divorced a million times. I could give a shit. I think marriage is a fluke anyway. Anyway, she though is married a second time and has a kid with this guy and dur when she's presented with the script for this film she is in the throes of a divorce and a custody battle with her husband so my Whoa. question to you is why wasn't this the best fucking performance we've ever seen from scarlett johansson or any woman ever to grace the fucking silver screen right. when she was just finished with getting a divorce. I don't know if she was still having her divorce stuff happen while the movie was filming, but she just went through it and was looking for custody for her kid. Right. So it's like, it might not have been an ugly divorce. I don't know. I don't live her life. I don't know her life. It's However, so there's, she could have, she had direct access to a divorce lawyer to ask questions or to, like, she could have. She also has a twin brother, so I tried to give her the benefit of the doubt for about three seconds when I was like, oh, well, she's the mother of a daughter, and this, mm. is, this is a story about a mother of a son. But then I was like, fuck you, Scarlett Johansson, you have a brother, so you could have asked your own fucking mom what it's like to have a son versus a daughter. Yeah. It's like, those, there are, there's so much homework. My problem with Scarlett Johansson, and I, and I, really identified this the other day. My problem with Scarlett Johansson is that she, it's like watching an overgrown child actor. She started as a child, she's, it's like watching a child actor that's given adult material and yeah. is told to be a sexy adult. Even don't, in this case, it's like, don't even be sexy, be alert, like be, give us this like, wholesome mom vibe but also like find your freedom yeah. and sexuality and all this stuff and she does none of it she just she fails on all fronts it's not even that she comes close it's like she doesn't it's like she doesn't trust that she has the capacity mm -hmm. to be able to drop into whatever it might feel to like uh, i just can't that whole scene when they're at adam driver's house and they're like going at each other which i learned they filmed that over two days because they filmed it like 15 times and each time they did it full fully through without stopping so that's an explosive scene and i thought to myself they probably only did they probably had to film that over the course of two days because Adam Driver is giving her these jewels to work with. It's like, I want to throw roses at his feet. It's so amazing. He's so tapped in. He is so honest, genuine. He is articulate. He, you can, I can understand, like, even though if you were to isolate the, like, writing of the actual scene i don't think the writing is very it wasn't good. good no it wasn't but the, the way he's doing it it's like this is how people sometimes talk where it's not necessarily right. the most genius thing you've ever heard but they are making a legitimate argument and his right. arguments were fucking legitimate and you can understand through every single one of his movements and reactions right. and his offensive and defensive stuff he you can understand why he would get to 
why he would say the next thing he said. Yes. Whereas Scarlett Johansson, you're sitting there, and he's, he's like, on the verge of wanting to fucking hit her, but then also, like, stab himself. Like, he, right. he's just, like, ready to die and kill. Like, um, Valerie. Valerie, Valerie, Valerie. Imagine I'm standing here. I'm... You've let's pretend like you've only seen me cry twice, okay? And now I'm standing in front of you, towering over you, on the verge of tears, and my face is so red, and I'm telling you how I've thought about you dying and how I want you to die if it meant not hurting my my kid. That is the craziest shit I've ever heard it is the greatest scene it could have been and she destroys the scene (laughs) it's like the as soon as the camera panned to her her expression was like oh she doesn't even get it she doesn't even know how she's supposed to react it's like if if I was standing in front of anyone that told me that they've thought about having me be killed, but the only reason why they wouldn't vouch for my death is because I, it would hurt their kid or it would hurt someone that we both love, I would, I think my personal reaction would f- at first be like fear. Yeah. And then it would melt into pain. And hers, it was just like, it, like, it wasn't even shock. It was no. just like this frozen face of like, are you talking to me? Kind yeah. of a face. And I was just yeah. absolutely upset because Adam Driver is killing it, man. He's like, th- I, I mean, she was so lucky. She was so lucky and she completely fucked that shit up yeah. so hard. And I, I wasn't. I hate that scene so much now. And it like, should have been a fantastic. I mean, it's the fucking climax of an already yeah. ridiculous fucking story. I mean, it's right. a frustrating story to watch. And this just, to, in my opinion, made me, I went berserk. I was like, I, pa- I paused it <laughs> and I took a lap. She is not an actor. I don't know what the fuck not America either. is thinking. It's true. All of what you're saying is true. Also, I was thinking... <sighs> That I think one of the better actresses that should have done it, but Hollywood would not cast her because she's aged out of it, would be Charlize Theron. She would have been an no! incredible... Yeah, she no! Would've. Yeah, she no, would've. I disagree. I think Charlize Theron also has the superficial... No. She can sometimes tap into that shit, but most often than not, I find her being like just under the mark of what I'm expecting. I was thinking a good person that they... I think they should have had Merritt Weaver fucking play Scarlett Johansson. Oh, that would have been cool. Merritt Weaver is such a good actress, it's ridiculous that they had her play this lame-ass sister part that was barely a part of it. Because that one moment that we really, like, saw the dynamic between Scarlett Johansson and Merritt Weaver, I was like, you're just entranced by Merritt Weaver. She's a genius. she should have been it. It's unfortunate that uh, this movie was made surrounding a character who's so central to the plot and actually hurt it, hurt the plot. Exactly. Like, quite a bit. Many times there were these moments where, like, you couldn't even get engrossed into the the film itself because you were so focused on the fact that you were out of the film. Exactly. It was very frustrating. It's one of the more frustrating films I've seen in a long time, and I saw fucking Uncut Gems, which we will talk about, and that (laughs) film sent me over the edge. Mom and Dad told me that we should do that one. I haven't seen it yet. You need to watch it because I I can't even get into it. I'm so mad about it. But anyway, so this film got 
everyone was just jumping up and down. I think I got 95% on Rotten Tomatoes. And here's the deal. I think we all in America fall victim to the, um, because the story is familiar, we like it. And here we are in, in a country where the marriage failure rate exceeds the marriage rate in many cases. Mm -hmm. And many people watching this film are from the product of a, you know, broken home or a divorced family or themselves are going through divorce or are divorced. So that word is already going to evoke an emotion. And I think because a lot of people witnessed Adam Driver's like genius and then also this will be weird, but the film color is very beige, very mm. earth tone, and it's very accessible to a viewer. When you're watching a film like that where you're noticing real life things, it's not loud pastels, there's no blue tones, there's nothing that's really creating vibrancy, those types of films, those artistic films, will often create this disconnect in your ability to, like understand at a generic level so right. you already feel like, oh, like yeah like i could totally get into this film like i watched it on a friend of mine's tv screen and her screen had that weird like soap opera effect going on where you oh, felt yeah. like you were in it yeah and it I actually like helped that. it's the worst but it helps you feel like you're also a character in the film where you like involved in it you're a wallflower and so um, I wanted to like it at first because I wanted it to be a true story about how hard it is to get a divorce. I kind of thought that that's what the film was going to be about, about how hard it is in the system to complete a divorce when you are fighting over custody of a child. That is the farthest thing from what this film did. All this film did was, first of all, it boiled the divorce proceedings down to a year, which is bullshit. There's no... Mm -hmm. Ask anybody who's going through a divorce... If it's a year long, the laugh. I've never heard of a divorce story happening in a year. Right. It's anyway. So it boils down the process. It completely overlooks how long it takes in court. There were only so many court scenes. Well, the whole thing that I thought was that they were trying to keep it out of court. It doesn't ever work that way. The fact yeah. that they went into court, too, it was like, man, expand on that. Because that's when, like, the divorce part of a story becomes very tangled, right? Now you're talking about custody of a child. That's even worse. There's a whole system in place that talks about children in divorce proceedings. And it's, it's like just awful for everybody and the, they just glossed over it. it was very like ugh. they also glossed over how much money goes into this like there's a point in the story where adam driver's confronted with the amount of money it's going to take to have a, an attorney on retainer and he's talking about how he's gonna have to cash his son's like future college yeah fund right that never comes up again for some no, reason. No, and he also does end up finding an apartment, which the, I thought was going to be more of a problem for him. And right. we don't know exactly what happens to his and it company. was it was a one bedroom apartment in like North Hollywood, and this is real time. There's no way he can afford something like that. Yeah. Like the 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 problem with the story was if you're going to be real, if you're going to try to be real about it then have expectations, right? Like, anybody living in Los Angeles right now who watched that film was like, what the fuck? Like, how could he afford that? 
Or don't make the film about how he's losing money or, like, has yeah, money problems. Yeah, don't talk about money. Yeah, if, if you're not going to be legit, like, do what you know how to do and do it right and do it well. The thing right. is, is that it was like, is this... And I also thought that just was an, an yet another layer that Noah Baumbach added. Yeah. That was just, like, we want, we, we the writer, the director, the producer, the every, everybody back here, we want you to feel more for... The man. The man. Okay, so can we talk about that? Yes, because, please. Okay, here's the problem. I also do not value or find uh, Scarlett Johansson's performance says to be in any way moving. I've never right. felt that she can move picture, right? So here's the thing. It's Noah, though. So in this case, we know that he has this history of like dysfunction, and he will very much so side with emotionally a man. Because yeah. he is one, a, and that's natural for any gender or, you know, or right. a specific experience of a person that they will often be biased toward that experience. Um, so here's the thing. It's already an, an unfair advantage for Adam Driver because he's a brilliant actor. So you're already going to want to know how he feels because you're entranced by him. Mm-hmm. The way, though, that Noah is delivering the story is interesting because you hear about money a little bit from ScarJo, but you feel the money problem with Adam. Right. You hear a little bit of the dysfunction that might happen and how this high-level lawyer, um, you know, Laura Dern's character, I forget, or Nora is her name, Nora. right? Um, she's very, like, soft and, and like, um, kind of like a therapist to... Uh, to ScarJo to like coddle her feelings and make her feel warm. And then it also has this effect where it like empowers us to think that, oh yeah, ScarJo's got it together. But you feel the tension building with Adam and and his inability to like understand how he's going to finance a, this divorce, but also his life. Mm -hmm. Um, So, so what I'm getting at is the emotional weight has throughout the entire film is shifted onto Adam's character. You feel like there is more to lose with Adam, but what they're not talking about is like how it's affecting Scarjo's character because divorce affects both fucking parties. Right. What they try to do is justify her wanting to leave him with an egregious action, which was the cheating that Mm -hmm. Adam driver's character, like, allegedly did so they kind of like they're weaving the story together right and they've got like she's unhappy she wants to leave him he's unhappy that she wants to leave and now he's confronted with the financial insecurity of having to like finance a divorce but and now it goes back to her and they're like "Mm, she's still unhappy but now it feels like it's more weighty over here let's toss in some infidelity and that'll make it seem as though there's more to the story to make it more complicated but the problem with that is now You've created a situation where you have a, a woman who is already at a disadvantage in this because the system is not designed well for for women in general. There, there's there, you can't just like walk into you know a fucking attorney's office and be like, I want a divorce from my husband because I want a divorce from my husband. You have to prove things. You have to like go through proceedings to do it. And her unhappiness obviously isn't enough. And so they have to construct this way to, to make it appear that he is emotionally abusive. 
um, that he is uh, a cheater. Um, and anyway, what I'm getting at is like, there's, there was never a story there. It was just a woman who knew that this man wasn't for her. And then that's where it began. And it was up to Noah to then peel back the layers to get to the, just the root of it all. And there's no root other than that. Yeah. I was noticing how like she was constantly being like, he never gave me, I was suffocated and he never gave me. He never did this. He never I did became that. his like, Blah blah bleeding blah. lady for him, and it was all for him, and all this stuff. But then in their dynamic, even it's, that's it was, not even it's yeah. not even there in their dynamic. I mean, there's moments where, I mean, there's examples of of when they're trying to incorporate the writing is trying to incorporate. It's trying to like backtrack and incorporate all. Yeah, these things that's that what she it was. Stated. Backtracking. It, it's like ultimately, it. I think maybe what they were trying to do is have some type of like real. This is a real uh, example of, of the fact that you never know what anyone's going through when they're married, you know, kind but of thing yeah, like that. But yeah, that's the thing. I just thought it was a little all over the place because you didn't know who to be your... You didn't know who to root for. Yeah. And she made it so... I think Noah Baumbach writes women just awfully. Horribly. I think he... Yeah. In that movie, The Squid and the Whale, he had... Um, what's her name? Laura Linney play the mom and I love Laura Linnea I mean usually sometimes she's terrible but most of the time I really like her and like I'm watching it and first of all he has Jesse Eisenberg and Anna Paquin who are two awful awful actors but then he has Jeff Daniels and Laura Linney and then he has the son the, the younger son Owen Klein is the son of Kevin Klein and Phoebe Cates don't know him Kevin Klein. I mean, I know Kevin Klein, but I don't and Phoebe know. Cates plays the hottie in um, uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High, the one coming out of the oh. <laughs> that that's who we're dealing with. So he he's the son of these two, at least one really great actor. I don't know anything else Phoebe Cates is in, but she's great in Fast Times at Ridgemont High, and he he's got he does a really good job. This kid does such a good job, and then Jesse Eisenberg fucking ruins everything, and then Anna Paquin ruins absolutely everything. But then you have Jeff Daniels, and then you have Laura Linney. But then you she's so unlikable because it's just like every moment that she's given the opportunity to kind of like slap her kid in the face because he's being a total <laughs> to her, or if he, or maybe even the idea of just a moment of tenderness like he there the writing doesn't allow it and i was finding yeah. that true even though as much as i dislike scarlett johansson she didn't give with. he didn't give her any breaks yeah. like it was just like he makes me feel this way and this is all the reasons why i don't like him and then all of a sudden out of nowhere she goes without talking to him and and like consulting with him she goes for a lawyer and like yeah. how can you like her for doing that and then also this long-ass speech that she has in the office when she first meets uh, Laura Dern. Oh, yeah, where she compliments the cookies. <laughs> and and it's just like, what are we fucking watching? It's like it's like yeah. a bad play. It's written it like it's a bad play. Oh, dude, that's a great way to say it. It's a, it's a whole monologue that's done. And usually when you have, like, a film monologue, I also think that Noah, like, has an affinity for stage anyway, and so he kind of likes to set up staging in, in such a way. But, like, the, the monologue, when it starts, it feels like an audition. Like she stands up and she's like, you know, like priming a little bit. And then she turns around and she, she takes a cookie off the table and she just kind of like 
waltzes around the room and or it's, it's just so this idea that she's like comfortable wherever she is because she's the one that like goes into the bathroom with that like right. she's like she's taking... a villain at that point too because you're like well i don't like why does she want a divorce you know and it's it's weird it's weird how it's set up because you're already at a disadvantage and then the way that she wants to serve him i know it was it, just so fucked up like oh come over to my house. Right, like, and then you also feel embarrassed for him because he feels and looks like a bit of a fool. Just just be, like, walking in and, like, being so lovey-dovey with the whole family. Okay, but and then, that, again, that is how Noah writes men. Yeah. They are the, like, they walk in and they're, they're, they don't know, man. They just don't know. Like, they're just trying to do their best. Like, I just want to do my best. And it makes you want to coddle that. Like, you have to protect that in him. So you're like, he comes in and he's kind of this innocent character and he's just looking for a bite to eat. And, uh, you know, he wants to like, hey, what's going on? Like, let me check in with the family. Oh, I got served. Mm -hmm. And then emotionally, it's like, you know, like everything feels heavy. Meanwhile, you know, it's like the whole fucking time, like the, the whole point of that setup was to be served. All she needed to do was say, can I talk to you a minute and pull him aside and serve him. But there's this whole dance that happens that makes her look like she's a total fool. So again, yeah, she's awful as, as an actress, but what the fuck is that kind of writing? Yeah. Like, what is that writing? You don't, like, you walk into a house, like, oh, everyone just, like, get out of my way. I got to handle this myself and then don't handle it. Like, that's, it's awful. It's the worst. The whole setup was such a disappointment and it, it doesn't is. feel true. Like, there's nobody who's going to serve someone that way. I agree. So, also, the fact that she put her sister in charge of serving at the house. Like, at the house. It makes no sense. It makes no sense why, she, like, they would have to write her having to serve him, like, as though it were, as though he were on the fucking show Punked, you know? Like, yeah, just absolutely. give it to him and then we'll make cake or whatever, or whatever the fuck she's, I don't know. I was super upset. Yep. The thing about this movie is I really wanted to like it. I really did. I want, I think what I want everyone to understand is that I have lots of opinions, but ultimately when I initially watch a movie that people really love, I want the people to be right. I don't want to yeah. sit and watch a shitty movie and I don't want to like think that you have terrible judgment. Yeah. This was hard. And yeah. this one was tough because it's like, it could have been awesome. It could have been awesome had a woman written Greta. the woman. <laughs> had Greta Gerwig written this. Yeah, if she freaking wrote it, for sure. And she was also, very busy. Also, she wasn't even fucking nominated. No. Uh, we can't do that. We'll talk about this later when we talk about another movie that we need to talk about. Also, tidbit for people who don't know, Marriage Story is loosely based on uh, Noah Baumbach's marriage with Jennifer Jason Leigh and... She read the script and she said she liked it and he could do it. So I think that's pretty cool of her that to is be nice. like, yeah, this is quite well, okay, intimate. To, there's only one thing I can say about this that is nice, which is it portrayed the worst of them, obviously, mm -hmm. in a way that was on its face tasteful because it had, there wasn't any salacious like moment really there weren't many, the arc was steady. There wasn't a huge, like, drop off, other than the fight, which, I mean, we we could talk all day about. Ugh, but, like, I could talk about that forever. Honestly, the, the fight was this, like, climactic moment with no resolution, really, but that's the nature of divorce, I think. I think it just happens and you just continue on, right? Um, but, like, it 
it was honest enough in that you don't have to have, uh, like, a whole tirade. I don't know. Like, there was just this... I, it, I, I'm struggling to find the words for it, but there was a moment, like, at the very end of it when it was all over and I was processing it where I was like, at least it wasn't completely over the top. Like, like, a, like a soap opera? Yeah, at least it wasn't NCIS on Tuesdays. You know what I mean? Like, it, was, yeah. it wasn't, like, overly dramatic. I just found that there were really beautiful, golden, juicy moments by Adam. that could have been better handled by the actress better, yeah. as well, well the as writing the writing. Too. Yeah, the, the, he needed a co-writer on this film. I just feel that there should have been a woman present in the writing room. I don't know if there was. I mean, it says here that he wrote it. Like, he's the one yeah, that wrote it. So I just think that oh, they also, did a disser- he did himself a disservice by not at least having a, just a woman counterpart because this is a story about a woman and a man, but like there are two very intimate takes on right. their very separate experiences with this issue, and then right, and then but then ultimately we don't really learn much about her. We just we don't look, learn anything. Yeah. yeah, we really like struggle to connect with her to begin with, and that's why like I think that montage moment or not montage, but like the monologue moment when she's in Nora's office. That could have been the time where we're learning about her, but all we're learning about is how she's grasping at this past that she's had with her husband that's just Yeah, just like how she justifies getting a divorce. And it's not even that, like, I hate saying this because that's not a fair thing to say, but it's not that bad. Like, she's going back and she's like, he never supports me. I'm always supporting him. She, because it's just, it's just written that she's a brat. It's that's written, written that yeah, she's that's a big brat. And then... And then Scarlett you have to Johansson unpeel. acts like a brat. So it's literally like you can't like her even if he did cheat on her, even if which we don't really know. <laughs> yeah, we don't cuz they never even like they don't really go get there. Into it. Which I don't know what that is. It's like do you want us like so just to stress this for those of you who haven't seen it, the way that this film starts, it leaves you going and then what? Because mm-hmm. you don't get the sense that what she's after in this divorce is the full picture. And in fact, as you're watching the movie, you just keep learning stuff. And it's not fun. It's not a fun way to learn about it. You need to know up front like, what the conflict is. And the rest of the film has to be the resolution of the conflict. Yeah. Or not. Like, there's, there's no scenario that I can think of where there should not have been material in that monologue that made you feel like, fuck her. Right. Or I'm on her side. Like, right. that's the moment. That was the moment. And it it didn't happen. The writing took us away from it. Like, she sucked, but the writing sucked, Yeah, too. at the same time, she didn't get anything from the writing. So, all right. So, to kind of sum up, like, what I felt about this movie, like, I always go and I look for articles that are biased, right? Like, I'm always curious to see what the counterpoints are. And... I'm never let down by The New Yorker, and I'm never let down by The Cut. And The <laughs> Cut has a really great... The um, the author of this is Hannah Gold. Um, I'm not familiar with her like you know articles at all. It was literally just one that I found. But the title of it is Marriage Story Made Me Feel Nothing. And I was like, ooh, that's how I felt too. So I started digging into it. And she she does a summation of the film, and she kind of just like dives into like how promising it was and how it let down she felt as she was um, going through it. She gives some really great points. We'll put a link in the description of our 
um, mm-hmm. post. But the the way that she wraps it up is how I felt about it primarily. So at the very end, she kind of gives this, this overall uh, thing of like, um, this film is about a messy divorce, uh, but there's only one fight scene, and it's a it's a it's a disappointing fight scene. There's a lot of assertions that are hardly explored, and then at the very end, she's like, the list goes on. Their son Henry is rude, needs to be carried yep. short distances, and can't read, but isn't otherwise afforded a personality despite embodying the plot's primary stake. Yep. Rolling blackouts in Los Angeles make it difficult for Nicole to open the electronic gate to her home so Charlie can pick up their son, but when he gets into her property, there are lights on everywhere. Yeah, I was noticing that. <laughs> Too. Nicole interrupts a teary speech about the dissolution of her marriage in order to compliment the cookies her tigerish divorce lawyer, lawyer, lawyer Laura Dern, wow, that's hard, <laughs> has set out for her. Charlie worries about frittering away his son's savings on a fancy divorce attorney and then stops worrying. In short, and then still gets the fancy attorney after right in short i was not for one instant not thinking about the characters as actors the words and the camera angles as directional choices who has time to cry but laura dern is really great in it though (laughs) such an excellent i agree laura dern i think she's really good at playing these kind of like Mm, characters you know yeah like, it was you funny too because like I, I i had this parallel with her and in big little lies i was like maybe she should have been like the same they could have had like a whole but the thing universe is, is that laura dern has the subtle she's a subtle master because yeah. those are two completely different oh yeah there's more compassion in this role exactly and yeah. this one she's actually she's like a she's like really trying to relate she wants to like her client so that she can defend her client but then she's she's also also a bull (laughs) she's a fucking bull so she's just like look she's listening for any tidbit that she can use as of like a little tiny vial of poison that would bring that fucker down that's right and it was great she did a phenomenal job i think so too i also think that ray liotta who i Friggin' I forgot he was in it. Take honestly. He, I thought he did a great job because I, I think the one of the better scenes was when they were in court because yeah. of, because it wasn't about Adam Driver or Scarlett Johansson. It was, were, just, it was about the lawyers. It, it was, <laughs> and the lawyers. I could watch that all day because because Ray Liotta was like, "Why the fuck did you do that to Adam Driver with whatever?" And then Laura Dern was like. <laughs> Do you really want me to get into that? Because I'll fucking go there. And I was was just like, this is great. The thing about this movie is you were always waiting for somebody else to engage in the conflict because there was no conflict. Exactly. (laughs) It's all non-issues. Everything that they discuss is like a non-issue. It's just that one person is being too proud and the other person is being too needy. It's like, and and they switch roles all the time. It's like he's asking far too much to have them relocate back to New York after he's been established in a sc- in the schooling system and has right. in- obviously verbalized how much he's enjoying living in California, which that's the only really positive thing I'll say about this movie is that this is one of the first movies that the characters prefer Los Angeles over New York City. And I am always looked at like I'm crazy when I say that I prefer L.A. over New York. And people are like, you're fucking crazy. But the reality is is that some people like L.A. more than New York. And this was the first movie I've seen, this first mainstream movie in a very long time, that they were like, yeah, we want to fucking stay in L.A. We love L.A. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> I win. That's actually true. They always end up moving back to New York at the always, end. Like the final everybody's scene. destination is always New York. It's always yeah. the big fucking apple. But my whole thing is like, have they I ever know. lived in California? Because <laughs> guess what? 
Oh, man. Anyway, I will also say the music was great. I just didn't think that the music matched no. with what was going on. But I, I think what would have been better is if they had let Randy Newman do the music and then they wrote based off of what they felt in the music. Because I was getting, I was having much more of an emotional reaction because of what the sounds I was hearing rather than yeah. the words I was listening to. If they That's had true. maybe, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what Noah Baumbach's process is. I think it's just about reflecting on his broken childhood and then writing about it from the man's perspective and making all women look crazy dysfunctional or needy or vicious and dumb yeah dumb yeah i think the reason why we liked laura dern is because she's like the first woman character in this whole thing that has her shit together as well as a, a solid opinion that's backed up by fact and she's got a personality, but she right. also has, like, an objective. And right. and no, none of the other characters, including the mom, who I always love, what's her butt, uh, Julie Haggerty. Yeah. Um, she is always so fun to watch, in my opinion. I think she's just joyful to watch. And in this movie, I thought she did a great job because she was normal, normal Julie Haggerty. But when you actually look at the substance of the character... You also think she's kind of a psychopath because she's, like, friends with her, all the exes of her daughters and then, like, is giving advice, like, advice and tips and tricks to Adam Driver on the phone in private against her daughter. So it's, like, who (laughs) who wrote this, you know? like It was gross. It was a gross, it was a gross way to do it. And it felt, it felt embarrassing at parts. Like, I felt embarrassed for some of the characters selections and stuff so so there you go everybody like that's a takedown i'll say Um, i give it like a what's our scale i give it like a in terms of how bad it was 10 being the worst i give adam driver zero because i think he was awesome Mm -hmm. um but i think 10 being the worst this movie was like a solid eight because i was so fucking yeah frustrated yeah, I would agree with that rating, too. It was more frustrating than anything, and it has nothing to do with what you know about film in general. Like, There are certain choices that are made by filmmakers that you don't agree with, but you don't know why, and it's usually something cinematic. And in this case, it was like, I don't understand where you guys decided to land on this on every level. Like, why is it made like this at all? Right. Who fucking wrote it is like the big question that I kept having, which, of course, it's Noah. So, I give this movie a John Travolta. Okay. Where everybody thinks that, oh, I want to see this movie because John Travolta's in it. And then you see the movie and you're like, wait, I forgot. This movie has John Travolta <laughs> in it. I don't want to see this movie. I don't want to see it anymore. So, that's what this movie felt I'm like. I'm going to give this, I probably have already rated a film like this, but I'm going to give it a, a um, <laughs> what the fuck is his name? Uh, God damn it. I wanted to say Nick Nolte, but that's not the name. Oh. Um, uh, Mickey Rourke. Oh, Mickey Rourke. Because yeah. you want to live in the past. You want to like yes, love what it was. Exactly. And then you go and you see it and you're like, oh, And he's like, no. that's not the same man. It's I not the same man. With. That's right. All right. Damn. All right. Give me your um, local lounge. I've been doing this yoga teacher training. So I'm getting into like the eight limbs of uh, yoga and like all the stuff. It's like tons of lists and it's really interesting to learn. And one of the things my friend, you know her, of course, my best friend, Miranda, she and I are on the same journey taking this 
uh, yoga teacher training online, which is really exciting. And she's getting really invested in chakras and like how each chakra is in a key. There's a key for each chakra, like C major, G major, things like that. Each chakra, each energy port has a key. And she has recently been looking into and trying to figure out movement therapy. And so she's incorporating chakras and movement into this like dance improv class. And I took it over Zoom this week where she has this playlist set up of all songs that are that are within the key for a specific chakra and then once that song plays it's like okay we're gonna look at our root chakra which is down here so let's isolate and can really become aware of this part of our body so we're gonna like put movement to sound to awareness put it together and like see if we can get those wheels turning and I have to say it was fucking awesome I mean even if you don't even if you think it's a little woo-woo or you're not really that into, like, energy or whatever, the idea it's of... It, it's not only really fun, but it's just this idea of being able to kind of shamelessly explore, but explore within a mood that's set by the song and explore within one aspect of your body and then in finally incorporating the rest of it very slowly until it's, like... It felt like a really well-rounded workout almost, but it was like a spiritual workout as well because awesome. it was just like, wow, yeah, it does. It kind of hits differently once yeah. when you're like focused on your heart chakra, right? She was like, okay, now it's all the, the chest. Like you can move your shoulders now and stuff like that. So you're listening to the song and you're like, yeah, like it's groovy, right? You just feel it in your body and then eventually you're just having a good time. So I'm shouting out my good friend Miranda. I hope she does it again. And I'm going to see if she's going to do it again. And if she does, I'll put the link in our little bio. Because I think it's, so far as I know, it's free. She might ask for donations because we're all hurting a little bit here. But it was awesome. And so so locally, I think check out um, your friends, see if they're, hosting anything online yeah i mean you guys already i'm not gonna tell you how to quarantine we've been doing it for over a month so do your thing right but um yeah that's my local lounge i love that dude and you thank you mine's a little more um (laughs) i guess basic but there's this guy (laughs) who is I think he runs or was running or worked for a wine boutique in downtown LA. And he's so trying to stay afloat that he's literally delivering wine himself from the warehouse to your door. And this past weekend, he finally launched like a bundle set where you can like sign up and be a part of like a delivery service. Um, as like (laughs) you, you can do like, cases or half cases or whatever and the guy like straight up i think he's like this either french or italian guy and he like drives a little vespa and so you can just picture like he'll come up he's like motoring up to your door and he's got like a mask on and his gloves on and he, he parks his you know fucking half case of wine on your step and he motors away and uh, my friend Emily did it uh or is gonna do it or something i she definitely has a, had a delivery from him but i'm uh, he, I'm excited that he's launched like a proper like okay here's how you bundle wine you know mm-hmm. so I'm gonna get involved in that um, and that's all to say that 
Um, if you live in the LA area, um, the law has changed where certain restaurants can uh, allow for to go um, wine, beer, and cocktails pre-mixed as long as you buy food, which mm. makes sense. Um, but the big part, the big reason for that is, um, you know, breweries and wineries and all of these like independent craft industries are hurting right now because they don't have foot traffic coming in to just buy a beer and sit back or whatever. So look into your local, um, breweries in particular, there's so many of them in LA, um, distilleries, which if they haven't already been pulled into assisting in the development of, um, rubbing, have you, have you heard about this? Like some distilleries are, are doing like, um, yeah, the one hand sanitizer. Claremont citrus grove distilleries. They have closed their doors to serving their spirits and they exclusively make hand sanitizer during go. this quarantine for they've like donated hundreds of gallons to uh pomona valley health and there like you go. it's really awesome I mean, so you can't buy, like, you know, a cocktail from them right now, but you could absolutely show your support in other ways. And it's all about how we explore that because Mm -hmm. we're all in this together. We know that. But also it's offering ideas to small business owners who are just racking their brains right now to see what they can do. Right. Um, And so if you were thinking, like, hey, wouldn't it be cool if, like, my local whatever did this? Like, you should email them. And ask them if they will, because, you know, things are loose enough right now in terms of like the legalities and zoning and stuff that maybe you can do a social distance wine hour or something at your local winery or whatever. Also look at, um, this is a little bit of a sidebar, but check out your um, locally where your recyclables usually go because lots of those plants have closed down and the city that you live in might be disposing your recyclables in the landfill right now and not actually recycle which the recycling companies the plants don't actually do much for the environment which is why you reduce your consumption then reuse and then you recycle however um definitely check that out if you are trying to like keep a better eye on your um recyclables because there's a chance that you're not actually recycling shit and you should uh, just double check to see like the status of all that especially now because you know we're all trying to support small businesses by like purchasing products that are made in containers that are not designed to be recycled of course because you know you have what you have right and like in our my apartment right now my roommate and I of course are going through bottles of wine and cans of beer and whatever and you know it's not an ideal situation to have a lot that you need to recycle Um, But of course, that's that, you know, the benefit of supporting a local place by purchasing those things. It's a catch-22. Now might be the time to learn how to make your own beer. (laughs) Yeah, honestly, go buy a kit or whatever. Honestly, you should fucking reach out to your local people and just be like, how do I make this? I want to know how to do stuff. Like, people are willing right now to offer services. I mean, you could probably convince, like, you know, Simon at Claremont Craftales to do online beer making classes. Probably. Why wouldn't he, you know? I'd also so. like to give a quick, warm little shout out to all the folks who are out there making surgical masks and regular, Dude, just masks for Etsy's everyone to wear. blowing up right yeah. now. I think that's, I don't know how to sew for shit. And so my whole thing is, like, congrats to you for putting your, like, paying forward your your good talents and giving yeah. it giving it up to everybody else, benefiting everyone else. I think that's awesome. Amazing. Giving you a clappity clap clap as well. Doing as sending the most. you my love. 
Yeah, like big thanks to anybody that we know or have been in contact with that are working in the healthcare industry in any capacity. We know it's stressful right now. And we know that, you know, it's uncomfortable sometimes for people to hear the word hero, but honestly, like it's important that you're doing what you do. And we all are completely with you. Um, So just, you know, hang in there and let us know what you need. You were always essential, but you're even more essential now. Yeah. And you are... Don't be afraid to say that you need something. Yeah, Because a bunch of us are out here being like, what can we do to help? Because we don't have the skills that you have. Also we don't have the network that you have. So if you, if someone else that you know is reaching out for help and you can't just pay, it's just like send, yeah, send that out. I think people are doing yeah. a really good job. I, I'm really happy to see a lot of like the fun local uh, yeah, people are community doing, things that are happening and in spite yeah. of all of this. Everything's coming together in a way that I would not have expected. So congrats, everybody. Yeah, everybody. We need to do. Your right. eyes look blue with this with this jersey on. Thanks. I'm so sweaty. I got to I got to figure myself out. This is disgusting. Oh boy. Oh jeez. Oh lord. Oh lord. You got swamp ass? Yeah, dude. I got swamp everything. Dude, I have a problem with swamp ass, I think. I think okay. it's like I have a condition. You probably do. It's called anal leakage. What? No. <laughs> no fucking way. Is that for real? I don't know. <laughs> okay, next time that you hear from us, of course, you now know that there's no regular time. Um, and we're going to talk about the better half of this duo, Greta Gerwig's Little Women. It's so great, guys. Yeah, we'll talk That's about so it. Great. We'll get in depth. We'll talk about our disappointments as well as our, you know, same Mel old shit. Mel and I shit. have history with this book. Definitely. So thus, we have history with Greta and this story. And I have a personal attachment to Saoirse Ronan. Oh, my God. We all do at this point, uh, but she's not that far off her. in age from me. And I've been, we've all been kind of watching her since, like, atonement. And I just Fuck. can't. She's, like, the most graceful person She's so there. cool. And her dynamic with um, Timothee Chalamet they're together in a Wes Anderson film coming out soon. I know. We'll talk about that. But anyway. We'll talk more. All right. Timothee. Tim. Timothee. He's really Until disappointed later. me in that, by the way. We'll talk well, about Well, actually, we will. But um, I feel like that's a good sign-off. Timothee. <laughs> Timothee. And Timothee to you. <laughs> I think he wants to go by Timothy, though. Mm, I think people call him Timmy, which is the worst. No. Uh, Never going to do that. that. Timothee. But if anyone out there knows him... Can you please just let him know that I look exactly like him in female version? And, like, it would be sweet if we could just do, like, a quick two-minute scene. All right. If anyone out there knows this guy, (laughs) just (laughs) let him know that we could play siblings, and that's all I'm looking for. There you go. And also, I'd make him laugh because I think he's a pretty easy audience. I think he's pretty easy to entertain. He seems like it. Have you seen What's Her Name on SNL do his... uh, yeah. An impression of him. I love yeah. it. She's like, uh, I wear different color shades of navy. <laughs> la, 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 la. <laughs> I just think it's so funny. He's great. Anyway, He's we're great. gonna go. So, Timothee. <laughs> Timothee.